podcast. Would you like fries with that? And it feels like a while since we've been it's on the been podcast a, together. It's been a long time. Yeah. And I, I've forgotten how to use the equipment. And you're injured. What's this thing you, you call in front of the microphone? Oh, the, sh- the, the shield. The spit shield thing. Yeah, basically, yeah. It's not, can't keep it up, Joel. Yeah, you said that before. <laughs> it was awkward then, too. As the bishop said to the actress. Um, right, okay, well, I'm sure people can hear me. Yeah. Great right. to be here again. Talk long, into long it. Time. Talk into it. Let's turn you up. Right. Would you yeah. like fries with that? Yeah, what am I talking about? No idea, because I'm on a no-carb diet at the moment. Okay. So I don't even think about fries. So for, for a business owner, we mean upsells and cross-sells. So if you go into McDonald's, I'm not sure they do it anymore, actually, because they do their upsells and their cross-sells differently. But very much in the 90s, if you went into a McDonald's, if you got to the end of your transaction and you hadn't ordered something with fries, if they didn't say, would you like fries with that, that was a sackable offence. You know, the best thing about McDonald's in the 90s? Happy Meals. No. Even better. Ronald my McDonald's. Mate, my mate Gareth worked at the Telford McDonald's and he always used to give me an extra nugget. <laughs> See? I'll teach you something. <laughs> Gareth, what was his surname now? Ginger Kid from school. Nice Oh, you yeah. really liked him then? Nice. No, no. <laughs> it worked for him. No, still mates. No, I'm fine about the ginger thing now. I told you I got over that. No, you're still mates though. All those nuggets. Then. So what do they come in? They come in like six and nines or something. Well, I only look at the 20 box, but yeah, carry on. You don't eat 20 nuggets. Yeah, it was a chaser. Bloody hell, job. So I'd get a box of six or whatever, and Gareth always make sure there's seven in there for me. And it was like a good, good man. So that's the best thing about the dog. Yeah. And, and he did say, would you like fries with that? And he was best man at your wedding. <laughs> I never saw him after. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I, I, why are we talking about fries? I'm really hungry. Sorry, it's only half past nine. No, I know, but I'm injured, so I can't eat carbs. <sighs> I'm not sure about that either. How'd you heal? Just loads of protein. Yes, so protein's key for everything, isn't it? Oh, that's what they'll have you believe. Mm-hmm. Upsells, cross-sells. What are what they? You, what, yeah, what are they? So when you're on a website and you buy a product, a cross-sell would be the website then offering you a related product. So if you bought a laptop, the website would then offer you the case for that laptop. Uh, an upsell would be you go to buy the laptop and before you check out, the website would offer you a slightly better model. Or if you went to buy a car from a car fork or and you wanted the grand luxury, then they'd offer you the grand luxury sport. That would be an upsell. Now, there's no real reason in any business that there can't be a cross-sell or an upsell within your sales process in any business. And that might be that you've got different packages. That might be you've come up with something small that over time, if enough people buy it in volume, it actually makes a massive difference to you. You know, your turnover. Um, but yet, nine out of ten of the businesses you come across, particularly SMEs, don't do it. And all it is is asking the question. That's the beauty of the McDonald's line. Yeah. Okay, maybe one in a hundred customers might get a bit arsed and say, if I wanted bloody fries, I would have said so. But otherwise, you're just asking the question. So it says, no, thank you. Brilliant. Okay, that's fine. But yes, there will be people who would say, oh, actually, yeah, I would have some fries with that. And it's asking the question. And I, I, oh, I, I think me and you would probably start crying if we totted up how much business we've potentially lost in the past before we used to upsell properly. But people like saying, oh, I didn't know you did that. I've had a new Facebook page built. Well, why didn't you come to me? Oh, I didn't know you did that. I thought you just did websites. Or yeah. I thought you just did marketing. So an upsell is also a good opportunity to showcase 
a product or service you offer that they may not be aware of. Maybe they, in our game, maybe they came to us for a website, but didn't realize that we would have set up the Facebook page for them, for example. We'll do the hosting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's... Because uh... no matter how how clear you think you are about what you offer, you've got to remember that people are busy, which is basically a polite way of saying... They don't care. <laughs> people don't care, or they're too stupid, or, or in fact, they, are, they, they generally are too busy to to have a look at something properly. But even if you think, well, I only offer three services and that's crystal clear, don't assume that people will realise that. Yeah, so, I mean, something that used to occur a lot, particularly uh, pre-co-break when I ran a design agency, used to blow my mind that people didn't realise I could print their business cards. Blow my mind. I just couldn't... Well, we're a design agency. Of course we can print your business cards. What assumption, Joel? Well, according to you, the mother of all fuck-ups. According to that bloke in Under Siege 2, who popped up in a James Bond film. Never realised that. It's just like, who's that, that lovely actor we met at that Comic-Con um, from Guards of the Galaxy? And now we're revisiting the old Jack Bauer 24 series. He turns up as like the baddie in, I think, um, season two. But yeah, oh, the, yeah. The, guy, the guy said, uh, Assumption is the mother of all fuck-ups in Under Siege 2. Yeah, he was in Licence to Kill. Okay. Who's that Bond did two films? Timothy Dalton. Yeah. yeah He's he a wanted... good Bond. Yeah, why did he only do two? Don't know. Is that his choice? I... Because a lot of people say Daniel Craig is is close to Timothy Dalton in his delivery. Oh, actually, no. Ultra-violent. It won't have been his choice because um, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan is the only Bond actor to have been, not sacked probably the wrong word, but it was the, the other guy's, the, the studio's choice. The studio's to say, don't want enough, no. Even though I've got to be honest, I, I know his last film was a bit a bit silly, the one with the invisible car. Is that, world, really is, is that, that. world is not enough? No, that's a Robert Carlyle to bad. That's an awesome one. Um, so Die Another Day. Okay, so Tomorrow Never Dies. Goldeneye first. Goldeneye, Tomorrow Never Dies, World Is Not Enough, Die Another Day. Yes. Great, four good films, I think. I had all the PlayStation games. I was the right age then. For yeah, I like Pierce Boston. He was in an awesome uh, Netflix film, um, The Foreigner, with Jackie Chan. I really like that. You've seen that? I really like that. He plays an Irishman, yeah. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant film. Yeah, no, that's good. Right, where were we? I, know, I was just about to talk about the new Chris Pratt thing, but I haven't watched that yet. Tomorrow War. So oh, yeah. New on Prime. Yeah, no, I'm not, I've not. I've seen the trailer. The trailer I have seen recently that I'm excited about. New Ghostbusters. Oh, where did you see that? Uh, it came out Tuesday. Is this Jason Reitman? Yes. And who's in it from the original? I, th- I think... Well, actually, not Harold Ramos. Yeah, dead, I think the other three are all in. As cameos? Or? Yeah, I think cameos. Dan Aykroyd's definitely in, and I don't know the name of the actress that plays the receptionist, but she's definitely in. No way. Um, exciting. And I don't know if Sigourney Weaver's in it or not. But So 84, the same year as Beverly Hills Cop, which we watched um, just a couple of days ago. Can you believe this? Like, they're almost 40 years old. How Do you want to know something that? really upsetting? No, if it's about... Well, actually, I met Eddie Murphy once. and, and You've met it. Eddie Murphy? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, you just dropped that in. Oh, right, okay. Well, and he was he was... I would say, then, the impression I got was a deeply, deeply unhappy man. Well, it's generally a comedian it was, thing, isn't there it? There was a big party at his house. Um, he went to a party at Eddie Murphy's yeah. house? Where? Uh, Hollywood Hills, 1992. How do I not know this? That was when I was backpacking around California, saying a youth hostel, basically the youth hostel owner's wife, not wife, girlfriend, was quite a party animal 
and basically seemed to know quite a few studios and stuff. And we went there, and and it was just it was just it was really sad because everyone was pissed. A lot of people were doing more than drinking, and he he was sort of sat there looking really unhappy. And was this ninety two? Is that 92. right? When did Beverly Hills Cop three come out? Oh bloody hell! About then, before that probably, but that was pretty bad, wasn't it? Around then, so they reckon he had severe depression when he did oh, Beverly Hills really? Cop three. Was not funny. Oh right, um, okay. I thought just a shit script. Um, yeah, so so he, I just remember thinking, wow, if that's fate, man, I wouldn't want any part. How have I known you this long, and you've been to Eddie Murphy's house? Can I tell you my upsetting fact now? Oh go on, oh go on. So I'm. I'm just about old enough to appreciate Eddie Murphy. Right. As in, you know, Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2, stand-up. Hannah thought that the Beverly Hills Cop tune was Crazy Frog. She thought the original thing was Crazy Frog. Alan Fultimer? Yeah. Blimey. God, I I love Eddie Murphy. What's the film he's done recently? It was awesome. Is he back on track now, is he? Um, oh, it's a re- I think he got nominated for, maybe not an Oscar, Golden Globe or something. Um, oh, it's going to bug me now, it's on Netflix. Oh, uh, it's, it's a, got a weird name, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, really weird name. Yeah, right, that's, that's annoying that's, that's me as totally well. Bug us. Oh, so he did come back again with Shrek and then he did something else. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I know most of his earlier films now, when they pop up on Sky, they have that some some. The scenes in this film uh, are may, may be considered outdated, so that's on trading places. Coming to America. <laughs> coming to America. Uh, Flash Gordon, funny enough, yeah. because of Ming's, obviously. Yeah, yeah, because he's not an Asian. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then they never say that about Gandhi, do they? I don't, <laughs> oh, he's yeah, definitely Alec, not. Alec Guinness, blimey. Yeah, he's definitely not Asian. Yeah, I, I don't know what's uh, I stand on trading places, because there are probably things I used to laugh at in there that I probably would find quite uncomfortable now. Yeah, I watched the sequel to Coming to America. Oh, God, is there a sequel? It's an Amazon Prime. What, exclusive. new? Yeah, new, yeah. And? The oh. humour doesn't carry. You can't be a rich African king and it'd be funny now. And I had the same thought about Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. He definitely couldn't make that film now. Why? Well, he goes to a nondescript African country... Where two, oh, the where, sequel. Where two oh. tribes are fighting against each other over a bat. Oh. It's not great, oh, is it? It's a pretty unfunny film anyway, isn't it? He's walking around with spears in his legs or something, isn't he? I seem to remember yeah, that. Yeah, when I was like 12, that was hilarious. Didn't even enjoy the first one that much, to be honest. We're going to fall out. Was that before or after The Mask? Same year, I think. Yeah, because The Mask was awesome. And Dumb and Dumber is just... I remember, like, almost wetting myself in the cinema. Ace Ventura Pet Detective has got to be one of my all-time favourite comedies. You've hurt me deeply. Oh, really? So, upsell, cross-sell. Oh, right, God, yeah, totally. How do we get onto that subject? Uh, I don't know. We just went down the rabbit hole. Wait, anyway, uh, we'll watch uh, the Ghostbusters trailer later, okay. which guaranteed to have a lot of cross-sells because of all the merch. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, look, upsells, cross-sells, letting people know uh, or making it even clearer what you offer, how you can help them better, um, asking the question... It's obviously a great way to add money onto your bottom line, inoffensively. And if you ain't doing it, a lot of your competitors probably are, especially if you're, especially if you are e-commerce. Yeah. When you look at what Amazon, if you're trying to buy something on Amazon, you'll get cross-sold and upsold everywhere, yeah. seamlessly. So what's the what's the best slash biggest slash worst cross-sell upsell that you've become victim to? Um. When you do it cold, 
So, you know, I, I, I moan about my car mm. a bit because I love my car and I, <laughs> and I loved the car before. So they're on three-year leases and um, I never hear from that company at all until guess when, Joel? About two months before it's Exactly. And then they try to upsell the shit out of me. Oh, because you've got this car, Mr. Rao. Um, oh, do you know for the next model, it's like, it's hard to do when you haven't had a relationship. Now, you might, you know, if you're buying something online and it's an e-commerce store you've never heard of, there isn't that much relationship there. So it's a bit of a different situation. But if you're in a service-based industry and you've got a customer and you never stay in touch with that customer, and then you try and hit them with a sell out of the blue, they probably ain't going to be happy. So um, I didn't mind the first time, the first three years, didn't hear a dicky bird, got another car off them. This time, I ain't getting a car off them, I'm going to go elsewhere. Yeah. So you know why? Because I, I want a cuddle, Joel. Everyone wants a cuddle. Didn't we agree that? Everybody needs a cuddle. Everyone, everyone the, needs a cuddle. And the people that say they don't, you know, the hard-faced types that cry on the inside, like you say, they need, like the you. they need to cuddle you the most. Cuddle. They need to cuddle the most. Yeah, I need to cuddle at the moment. Yeah. Bloody hell. You can't just go up and grab people and cuddle them, obviously. Um, Those are the days. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about your clubbing stories. Uh, yeah, every, everyone needs a cuddle. So you, you can't hit them with an upsell or cross-sell cold. Yeah. If you're a service-based business. Um, but then, you know, we've done loads of podcasts and videos about the importance of staying in touch with your customers. So many people, they will pay an amount of money to acquire a customer. And then it's just on to the next customer where it's okay. You've got someone now. You've paid to acquire this customer. Look after them because then they'll be more likely to stick with you rather than get tempted by the next shiny bright thing. They'll be more likely to be upsold or cross-sold to, and they'll be more likely to refer you. So look after your customers. Have a relationship with them. So then oh, when you think, oh, actually, to say. It's, to say. oh, really? Go on, go on then. I don't want to steal my clubbing days. Do you want a relationship or a one night stand? In, <laughs> That's the reality, isn't it? In Bolton. I, I, I dread to think what that was like in those days. Oh, I had a girlfriend then. So. Did you? I had a girlfriend at university, yeah. It was a, a fatal error. Was one of the ones I've made, met? Uh, you, you've met? I wasn't with her when I knew you, but you've met her. Have I? You used to do judo with her. Oh, Christ, that one. Sorry. She might be listening. <laughs> oh, so I'll get told I'm blaspheming by my mum now. So, speaking of... Obviously, you've just given an example of a really... You're engaged to her for uni. We didn't get engaged at uni, we got engaged after uni. Blimey. I'm, I'm older than you think. <laughs> well, I thought you were 40 when you first met. Yeah, right. That would make me 50 now. <laughs> You're older than me. Always knew it. Um, so, a company, I'm going to name drop them. So, Sneak. Co-breaker, big fans of Sneak. Yeah, I love which Sneak. Is a, love it. Uh, sugar-free energy drink aimed predominantly at gamers, but seems to be quite big in the dev community feeding into the marketing community now. Are you telling me I'm not their customer avatar? You're in the marketing community. You're getting there. You've got a PlayStation. Yeah, I've played for ages. Mm, yeah, and you saw that out. Um, they're very good at cross-sells and upsells. So, Give me an example. So if you put a tub in your basket on their website, you, you have to spend over £50 to get free delivery, so you'd need to buy two tubs. So there's a, there's a smart upsell slash cross-sell there straight off the bat. Do you want to put another tub in? Then as you're checking out, they offer you a shaker to drink it out of. They offer you that. They've got all sorts of merch. So you can, you know, whatever merch they've got on there at the minute, they offer you. And you can also buy, like, special editions. So if there's a flavor that's going to be discontinued, they box it up as, like, special edition last few. Or if there's a new flavor they're trying and they box it up a special edition last few. 
And then they do a really good job of staying in contact with you afterwards and throughout the journey. How did we do? I know, I, I know, um, I've bought any sneak for ages, but I know they did really well. I put something in bar, in the basket, but didn't check out. Yeah. And I got a really good email funnel from them. Just encouraged me back to complete the checkout process. Nice. I also love what I love about the shakers is what we talked about this this morning about, um, about new clients is that if you offer free delivery over a certain price, then it's always good to have some low ticket items that you can use, just nudge them over. So if, say if you free delivery over 50 quid and someone's got 45 pounds in their basket, but the cheapest product you sell is 30 quid. Well, they're not going to do it. They'll they're pay not the going to do it. Delivery. Like, yeah. Pay an extra five quid. You get a cap or a t-shirt or a shaker or whatever it might be. That's enough to make them think, Oh yeah, I'll do that. So you'll notice that a lot of, um, I'm thinking about say Rafa, you know, fantastic cycling, uh, apparel firm, it's free delivery over a hundred quid and their jerseys and bib short stuff are expensive, but you can buy a cycling cap for 15 quid. So even if you sell things are quite pricey. Can you get one with a little propeller on? Who said that? I, I, I know exactly what you mean. You know, like the, Is that from like Dusty and Muckley or something? I don't know. But I know what you mean, but no, the answer is. <laughs> I'd love to see you come back on your bike with a little <laughs> propeller hat on. Can't go on my bike at the moment, not for my, 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 my injury. And, and so Sophie and said to me, his bum. Sophie said to me it was too much, too much cycling and not enough mix it up with the running in the gym because I've been a bit slack on the running in the heat. She's essentially saying you need to get back to your squats. Squats cure everything. Brutal. Squats and deadlifts. Yeah. Yeah, so I need to sort that out. Um, but yeah, so, so to have that, that low-priced item that you could just tip someone over the edge to get their free delivery. Yeah, so this happened to me yesterday. Um, the, rock and rock, the rock and roll lifestyle that I lead, I was ordering some postage labels yesterday. Fuck. Wow. That made me feel successful. Wednesday night at the Stone House. <laughs> yeah. Don't Amazing. wake the neighbours. <laughs> and I put two packets of postage labels in my basket, and it was £4 delivery, and a packet of postage labels is £12. And Do you remember when Fun Bobby gave up drinking in, in Friends? <laughs> yeah. And his story about <laughs> there are no hardware stores open in the village after me. <laughs> this is it. Okay, tell me about the postage labels. So I could pay £4 delivery for my two packs of postage labels. Four quid delivery? Yeah, I guess that's first class. They're quite heavy, I suppose. Oh, okay. Um, or I can add a third packet and not pay delivery. And last night I was feeling risque. So I, we've got three <laughs> packets of labels coming today, Andy. Three whole packs. Is it just me? Or do you almost resent now having to pay delivery on everything? The Amazon effect? Um, depends on the pricing model, I think. I think there's certain products, particularly premium products, where you know you're paying a fair whack for what it is. To then be asked to pay delivery, I think, is a piss take. And I, I, for example, I was looking at some football boots the other day because I've played one game of football in two years and now I decided I need new football boots. <laughs> two games, actually. But How much are football boots? Well, they vary from, like, if you want, like, a semi-decent pair, they vary from 50 quid to 250 quid. Are they more expensive because you've got such big feet? I do have to buy wide That's fit. That's a lot more material. I do have to buy wide fit boots, so they, they're only certain. So wide fit in what, what size? 11s. 11, bloody hell. Um, so anyway, the boots I was looking at are 145 quid. I'm by no means going to buy them anytime soon, but I thought I'd just see if I can actually get some actual wide-fit football boots because okay. I was uncomfortable. Uh, and I added them to the basket just to see what happens because that's what marketers do because we're weird. Mm. Why um, discount? 
and it was nine ninety five delivery. I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying one hundred and forty five pounds for a pair of football boots, and then paying ten quid delivery on top. I'll just carry on being uncomfortable in my worldy ones. Yeah, but did you leave them in the in the basket and then see if you got a discount? Yeah, emailed to you nothing, nothing. nothing. And it wasn't because I wanted a discount. I just really like to see what people's follow-up is well i've noticed i haven't sold many things on ebay but i've noticed um when i sell something and do free delivery so say if i'm selling something for 50 quid with free delivery that would work better than selling something for 48 quid plus two pounds delivery yeah i'm not not sure again very limited research but yeah no that makes perfect that a lot of our e-commerce clients and especially for because I mean we got well there was a business we used to help a couple of years ago that, that hated Amazon wanted to sell through their website they are now selling on Amazon and very, strangely their products are actually cheaper on Amazon than they are on their website and on their website you have to pay for delivery whereas through Amazon as a Prime member you get it cheaper and you don't pay delivery and you get it the next day we've, like, we've had two clients that have tried to approach us with that model <laughs> It's like, oh, it's like if you sell something that can be bought on Amazon and okay, well, on Amazon, I'm a prime member. I'll get it free the next day. You, you, you need to look at yeah, doing something. In fairness to e-commerce businesses, you should always have a backup to Amazon ready. You should all like, if, whether it's a Shopify or WooCommerce site, whatever number of other e-commerce platforms there are out there, you should always have a backup to Amazon because you never know when Amazon's going to move the goalposts. Mm-hmm. But... You can't compete with yourself. So we're talking to a brand at the moment, and I won't name what industry because it'll give it away. But they do e-commerce, and they've got a premium brand as well. And so what they've done, rather than destroying themselves and undercutting their own high street stores, they've set up a separate brand for their e-commerce so that they can sell things at a lower price because there's less overheads, obviously but not cannibalize their own yeah. high street business. Yeah. And the amount of, particularly e-commerce businesses that approach us and they haven't realized that their Amazon presence or their eBay presence is cannibalizing their online shop or cannibalizing their high street store. And they look at us like we're so more pain, More pain in the short term, but very much good long-term thinking. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's a number of brands out there that do that. You look at, like, the VW group. I think they own Lamborghini, Audi, VW, Skoda, Seat. The technology in the cars is all the same. They're all combustion engines or, you know, some of them are battery-powered now. But it's they don't want to cannibalise their own market. Yeah. Someone that's got a Lamborghini probably isn't going to buy a Seat. That's nothing against the Seat. It's just... Yeah. I mean, sure, Amazon, I mean, they, they just have changed everything so much from people expecting free delivery to i mean like my girls now my daughters if they order something and it's through some website because of an ad or something and delivery isn't within a couple of days they're outraged and i tell them the days of like you know when i was a kid you order something mail order it's 28 days because then you know you are ordering they have to contact china china ships it that's why everything was 28 days they just wait for the orders to come in before they actually the joy the the joy and no children will go through this now and this i think this is sad of collecting tokens on your cereal oh yes to get a bowl that says weetabix on it (laughs) and it takes 28 days and the day that bowl arrives is like nothing you'll ever experience it's amazing i mean every day if if holly's ordered something online to it has it come? Has it come? Has it come? And it's like, to be honest, 
it's easier to get stuff through Amazon. Why don't brands do that anymore? I still think there's there's strength in that form of marketing. So we didn't drink Tetley tea in our house. We were like a Thai food house or whatever. But as soon as Tetley did like a, you can get a mug that looks like the Tetley tea man, we switched tea to collect the tokens to get the mug for the Tetley tea man. Or, you know, as soon as you get a set of four bowls, one with Coco the monkey on, one with Tony the tiger on, we switched cereal to get those tokens. And I, I understand now that we have a bit more of a throwaway culture and people want things quicker. But... I think that's what it is now. If I said to my kids, tell you what, like this cereal, collect the tokens and you get a bowl and it will take, they'd be like... Switch off. Oh, what, what do I want another bowl for? There'd be a lot of market research to prove um, me wrong on this, wouldn't there, I think, to say well, I think, it know, takes it, too long. Things have changed. Like, and again, Amazon, um, obviously it's, it's, it's popular to just knock Amazon for what they've done. But ultimately, they, they, they've opened up a world of opportunity to a ton of businesses. Um, and they have changed the market. They, they changed the game. Okay. The free delivery, the next day delivery, the upsells, the cross yeah, sells. Yeah. So, so if Amazon are doing something, it's always worth having a look at. There are certain industries and certain businesses we follow to think, oh, shit, they're doing that. That's worth, no, yeah, worth, yeah. worth considering. Can it apply to any of our clients? And generally speaking, whether you're selling a product, a service, fixing cars, cutting hair, there will be upsells and cross-sells available. And if you've got a good relationship with your customers and all you're doing is asking the question, I guarantee your bottom line will be yeah. better for it. But theme parks do it well, don't they? They're, like every year, other than last year, COVID, um, there'll be a token on cereal or in the newspaper to either get kids go free or buy one, get one free for the theme park because the entrance fee isn't where the theme park makes its money. It's once you get there and you have to pay the 10 quid for parking or they up sell you to VIP parking so you park as close to the gate as possible. Then once you're in, you probably want a coffee. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the day, you realise the picnic's warm in your bag and you actually just want to go and do the unlimited pizza or whatever. Um, then your kids ask for a teddy or to do one of the games that you have to pay extra for to dunk a basketball or topple a going to say like a can alley or something then but that makes me sound very old uh, tin can alley yeah do you know who opened the monorail at Alden Towers don't say you because we've already had the Eddie Murphy bombshell <laughs> George Takai did he yeah cool isn't it met him when did the monorail open at Alden Towers I'd say early 80s okay so George Takai would have been a big hit then yeah so that was um, yeah so the Star Trek films like well into their stride I'd say early, early to mid 80s I think Why? yeah yeah, but I met him at Comic Con. Uh, uh, you've got a picture with him, haven't you? Yeah, I've doing, seen that picture. Doing the Vulcan sign, yeah. I can't believe you've been to Eddie Murphy's house and you haven't got a picture of Eddie Murphy. From 1992, peak Eddie Murphy. This was quite a bit before mobile phones, so yeah, there was like no one, walks around, no one walks around with their cameras, yeah. And, and I was I was quite drunk. No, it was, um, that was just a surreal experience. The whole, the whole California thing, to be honest, because, you know, massively into my films save money in my year off to go to LA on my own just backpacking and then to be at this amazing house and, but then you know we, we know a ton of rich people who, who aren't very happy I'm sure there are lots of rich very happy people of course but sometimes if my girls get obsessed with a TikToker or YouTuber and oh their net worth is this I, I do think it's quite sad and I have quite a few talks with my girls about okay yeah, I'd rather cry on a Porsche than on a bicycle. But if if your goal is to earn a certain amount of money, 
you'll be disappointed. Because once you've got that goal, what the, oh, well, I want two million out, I want three million out, and before you know it, you've just keeled over and haven't actually enjoyed... The journey. The journey, life, your health, all this stuff that, you know, for a kid, so they'll, be like, they'll be like, just not interested. I'm invincible, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, why, why are you telling me about how important my health is? Um, I'll tell you why, Maddie and Holly. Because if you try and return to football after two years of not playing, and suddenly everything hurts... How your knees? My right knee is in tatters, but I'm afraid to tell you. Oh, man. Well, you know you're getting on when you don't have a left knee and a right knee. You have a good knee and a bad knee. Yeah. Yeah, my, my right knee. leave it to the youngsters, Joel? No. All right, okay. <laughs> I can't. We can't cope with two injuries in the office. Oh, there's only one of us moaning, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to cry on the inside, but it really hurts. So what's the, what's the big, what's something any service or product business can do today to introduce upsell or cross-sell? All right, write down the products or services you offer. Um, write down next to each one how clear you think it is that you offer these services. Look which services or products work well together and make that obvious on your website too. And speak to customers, whether you're emailing customers, phoning customers, Make sure they're okay. Is there anything else you can do to help? Have that have that conversation. Because again, like we said at the beginning, if you're trying to upsell or cross-sell cold, unless you literally are e-commerce and selling on price, it, it's a it's a way to wind your wind your customers up. Yeah. Just like the car leasing company. So start with that. Start with that list and look what things do go well together. And if there isn't maybe too much of opportunity to upsell or cross-sell. What else could you bring into the fold? So if you are selling products and you haven't got anything that can nudge them five, ten quid over the free delivery line, well, bring another product in. But yeah. do that for you. If you sell coffee, make sure you sell coffee cups. Paul, I'm talking to you. Uh. Yeah, and also, like I say, coffee. Well, what goes to coffee? It doesn't have to be... I'm not saying... Oh, Cigars. Yeah, do well, people still do that? Well, throw in a bloody pair of shoes. You know, what, what would complement your product or service that's easy for you that you can make a profit on? And then you say, would you like fries to that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're a cigar company, those little cutters, what are they called? They must have a name. Oh, Mission Impossible 2. That's what he yeah. uses, isn't it? To... Fingers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh dear. I think uh, Man on Fire, Denzel Washington uses one as well. Same reason. So he's looking after the kin. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen that for a long time. Has he been anything recently? I don't know. You've probably been to his house, though. 